everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hello. Thanks for tuning in to Hop Culture today. They say it's best to forgive and forget, but sometimes it's just more fun to hold a grudge. That roommate that ate your leftovers, the playground bully, or a nemesis from your fourth grade soccer team. These are the tales that haunt us, and today we're sharing our favorite pet grudges on the pod. I do think it's ironic. For the record, this was Tess's suggestion of all people, which I find... (laughs) <laughs> because she's definitely the most like guileless of the four of us naturally but i, I just think it's secret funny grudges. yeah we all do <laughs> i just think it's funny that we just learned about um joseph of egypt like forgiving his brothers uh-huh. in <laughs> our Maybe scripture that's what study got, brought it into my mind <laughs> like, let's talk about grudges let's talk about lighthearted grudges hold them yeah mm-hmm. yeah these are funny ones i mean i have some real ones that they are not going to make it on the pod. Yeah, they're not being <laughs> they're betrayed by ones. your siblings. They're just, yeah. you know, for fun. Well, some of ours mm. are about being betrayed by <laughs> That is I true. Thought, some of them are I familial. I see on <laughs> the script that Anne has one against me. And <laughs> I thought we agreed when we came up with the concept for this episode that we weren't going to bring up any against each other. Oh, I no, agreement. No, I said Did we agree not that? angry ones against each other. Yeah, this, oh, but okay. I don't think this will cause hard feelings. I think we'll all agree. <laughs> I'm prepared. Yeah, who was in the wrong? So, well, I called mom and dad to get some clarification on a few um, apocryphal family tales of lore um, before recording this episode <laughs> because there's this one story, the pink-haired man that has like lived on through family history, and it was just. It was actually more dramatic than I remembered, so I was glad that I called mom. But one time we were uh, on a family vacation, and it was in D.C., so I was probably like 10. And uh, so, you know, I don't remember it super clearly, but we were in the hotel pool. My dad was throwing us, like, you know, just across the pool, like dads do with their kids. Everyone's having a grand old time. And there was a guy there with his kids. I don't remember that he had pink hair. My dad swears that he has pink hair. I so I don't know if he died. I believe it because dad has but a it, vivid memory. He has a vivid memory. It wasn't this. like punk rock pink though, right? It was like... It was like washed out pink in my memory. Oh, okay. But I was seven. So <laughs> this is probably just being filled in by mm-hmm. thinking that I remember it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I kind of remember it too, but I... I don't know that I do. I think I remember it. <laughs> Tess, was, <laughs> Tess was in utero. <laughs> so these kids were diving off the side of the pool, which, you know, is usually not allowed at a hotel pool. So the pool attendant girl comes over and she was probably like a young, you know, college student or something and says like, oh, excuse me, sir. Um, there's no diving, which, you know, is a safety thing. And she's just doing her job. And the guy was like, what about that guy? He's throwing his kids. He's throwing his kids in the pool. I don't know why that's any different than my kids diving, which it is because it – There's a thing that says no diving on – it's like no diving is 
printed on the concrete. Well, I'm sorry, but anyone that's ever been to a hotel pool knows that there's no diving. Mm-hmm. That's like – I don't know. I just feel like they're never deep. Like that is like pretty common knowledge. Life and, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it is different because, yeah, it's head first versus just like – I mean, throwing kids across the pool I'm sure is iffy, but everyone does it. It's a grand old time, you know. So um, – The girl probably felt uncomfortable because she's, like, this young, you know, employee. And so she just said, like, oh, yeah, sir, like, um, you you probably shouldn't do that either. You can't do that either or something. And dad was like, oh, okay, you know. And he kind of thought it was, like, internally eye-rolling a little bit because that wasn't, like, a posted rule. But he said he's like, I didn't, like, you know, talk back or, like, engage with the guy. I just kind of thought it was annoying that he, like – wanted to like ruin our fun too, you know, but it didn't say anything. So this is the part I forgot. I thought that that was the end. Yeah, of the I thought story. that was the end. Wasn't there something in the parking lot? Well, that I'll get to that. But then I guess the guy, like after the pool attendant girl walked away, the guy, pink hair man said to dad, he was like, you didn't like that, did you? <gasps> and, <laughs> you didn't like that. And he was like, what in the world? And he has, he was like, I was not like talking to him. Like, it was just so bizarre that he chose to, like, lash out. And my dad said, well, he's like, honestly, no. I don't really see why you brought me into it because, like, I was just minding my own business. And he goes, well, I just don't think it's fair that an adult can get away with this behavior, but kids can't. And, again, it's like they were what? doing two different, totally different things. Yeah. Like, one was breaking, like, a posted rule, you know. Plus, dad didn't and- tell on pink hair, man. <laughs> no, he didn't tell he the girl to, to go over there. So then this is so funny. Dad's like, come on, kids. We're going. And he just, like, made us get out of the pool. I do actually vaguely remember that. He made us get out of the pool and we had to go. And, of course, we were all, like, you know, very stirred up by the drama. And, like, dad was, like, fuming and, like, storming around and stuff, like, the rest of the day. And then when it was checkout time, he looked out and saw pink-haired man's car. And he was either out getting luggage or checking out himself or something. And the door was open. Dad claims the keys were in the ignition. But I'm like, I don't know how he could have seen that from, like, where he was standing. (laughs) But uh, he claims that, like, he had this vision of, like, taking the keys and throwing them into traffic. And, like, he never would have known. But he obviously didn't. But he was like, oh, I was so tempted to just take his keys and, like, throw them away. (laughs) But I (laughs) – I was telling Dave before the episode, I was like, oh, I'm going to tell the story about pink hair around. And I was recounting it. And I'm like, well, the part where, like, he said, you didn't like that, did you? Like, that's pretty dramatic. But just as I remembered it originally, I know it's not that that good of a story. (laughs) It is. Like, it's retold the nearly of our family. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Anytime it's like an injustice happens, like dad's like, oh, pink hair, man. Like, <laughs> I wonder where he is now. You know, like. I shudder to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope his kids turned out okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Me too. Like that. I mean, they certainly didn't get the diving practice that he bargained for at that <laughs> Washington, D.C. Marriott. Maybe he just haunts <laughs> hotel pools, diving mm-hmm. and diving and, until he can find one that will let him. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so that's probably our greatest like family grudge that we've held on to for at this point two decades. Um, but let's jump right in. Who has a who has a grievance to air? I have a grievance against mom. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Diving right in. I don't, it's, here's the thing. Mom was in a tough spot. So I don't know. You guys will have to tell me how you would react. You mothers. I'm curious about this. Tell me how you would react to your your birthday where everyone else got gifts. Hey, don't spoil it. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Um, So here's, here's the full story. I had a garden birthday party when I was, I think I was turning eight. And one of, and it was like, every, like the people who were invited were invited and there was no one else. So it was planned for the exact number of kids that had RSVP'd. Um, and this little girl from my class that I was kind of friends with, but not really asked if she could come cause she caught wind that there was a party happening. And, um, so she came that day, it was that day, she came to my party, and there was a game downstairs that mom had set up where everyone got a piece of string, and it was like this big maze of string all over the downstairs floor, and um, you had to, like, weave your way through. Anyway, there were only enough strings for the kids that were invited, plus me. So when that little girl showed up, Mom told me I didn't get to play the game because <laughs> this little interloper was going to have to take my spot. And then she also told me that I couldn't have cake because it was a special, they were these special little cake parfait kind of things that had like uh, dirt and like gummy worms. Oh, like yeah. Oreo we had dirt. this at Ella's party. She didn't yeah. an extra? She, yeah, I was going to say... Well, here's the thing. She literally did. not one extra? She did scrounge up one extra. <laughs> and so, But she had. She originally thought that she hadn't made an extra, and so she told me, like, you're not going to get to play the game, and you're not going to get cake, but I'll make you another one later. But somehow she, she produced another little uh, cake. Anyway, um, I don't Test- know if my grudge is against I'm- mom... If it's against I was that say, child's I parents ask you for letting them invite themselves, should have handled that. Situation. That's a really good question. Yeah, how would you have handled As that? That little girl is not going to hold a grudge her whole life against you if you tell her, "I'm sorry, we didn't play on a game for you," <laughs> and she has why, to why sit was, out. But I'm I, sorry, this is so mean. I'm why was your whole class? Were you passing out invitations at school and like everyone wasn't no, included? A what is kid this? Was like this hey, sounds test. so mean. Like my birthday. Like are you are we? I don't know. Some kid said something at school and the little girl heard and she was like, "I want to come," and oh, then she yeah. came. It's not my fault. It is yeah, hard but in school. It is hard when you don't want to have like thirty kids at your house. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. It's like you want to invite like one kid from school. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. Like I will say situation. that birthday birthdays are tricky because I think it gets really like it sounds on paper. Like why didn't you include the whole class? But it's like a birthday party with like thirty kids. That's I mean that's awesome if you can manage if you have that. A but summer it's birthday a, and you can go yeah. to a park. You can make it work. But mm-hmm. inside a house is tough. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean my main thing is like. I would never let my child invite themselves to a party mm-hmm. the day of. Exactly. Like, and that's what never... mom said. She, Because I brought, I brought this up a few times <laughs> since then. <laughs> because I will never get to play that game. I've never yeah, gotten to was, play it. What was mom Wait. supposed to do? Literally, what was mom supposed to do? 
No, I know. Wait, but wait, wait. You guys aren't going to convince me to let no. go of the scrudge. I've held it for 20 years. What was at the end of the strings? <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. Candy, maybe. Just like a <laughs> The meme? point was the game. You wove through the strings and you found <laughs> the end. And I'm sure there was something at the end. Oh, Tess. I this just love it. I know it's the child. Like it's no one's fault. It was a it was mm-hmm. an unfortunate situation and it taught me a lesson, but I will not let this go. I know. I really do have a grudge against that little eight year old girl that I also think <laughs> I this think is fair. a good mom passed on her because like her parties were like very elaborate, well planned, and it's like there's an order of events, there's an there's an agenda. And as a mom now myself, when I've tried to plan birthday parties, it always ends with me being like frustrated because things don't go according to plan. And I really realized that birthday parties should just be like cake and like mayhem because that's all that's really going to happen. <laughs> that way there's you're, like, no setting unfairness. Yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, exactly. She did like, instill like, in me like the good hostessing skills in that mm-hmm. moment. Like I had to sacrifice for my guests, but it was, um, yeah. Birthday parties are rife with, yeah. I thought it was going to be the year that you did a puzzle exchange instead of getting presents. Oh, my god! I was like, oh, I'm sure Ah! it's this one. That was so angering. The the one year I had a big birthday party, that's the year when she didn't let me get presents from everybody, which was... I had it out for you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I... This is not a grudge, this is a series of small events that ended with the family turning against each other, I would say. Um, oh, wow. The family? So the thought, whole family? Was, I thought this was going to be not centered on, like, our family grudges. I never... Claire, you were mistaken. I don't... I nobody I said that. I can't even fathom where you came up with that idea. When we talked about this idea, well, now I'm just like, oh, I'm going to just be put on blast this whole No, episode. no, no. You're not involved in this. No. And neither is Anne. It's, it was me and mom <gasps> and dad and us. <gasps> Oh, no. We we were going to eat at Cut Bop, and they had a promotion where if you bought a gift card, (gasps) then you could, you would get two free mandu, which are like pot stickers. It's like a Korean, Korean pot sticker that Cut Bop does. And they're, they're fine, but we, we did not know that that promotion was happening when we went. And the gift card, it was like, $20 $20 for a $25 gift card or something like that. So it was already a deal in itself. And they said, you can buy it and immediately pay for your food. So just even getting the gift cards, I thought, I was like, this is great. We got the gift cards. We paid for the food. They forgot to put the mandu in. <gasps> so mom and dad went back to ask for them, which was fine. But they were so confused for some reason. They did not know how to articulate what they wanted from the employee. The employee was busy and so they were both like talking over each other, trying to like tell him what they wanted. And he was confused. <laughs> no. And I was so embarrassed. I just took our food and left the restaurant. And then, oh, I remember hearing <laughs> about this. Yeah. So Tess, poorly. Tess said that I handled it poorly. And so I guess my grudge is against Tess. Listen, when mom and dad embarrassed me in Costco, which was earlier that day, <laughs> they were not at their best that day. They get so But confused. I bravely stood by their side. <laughs> and Grace just marched out of cup off. And the thing was, like, they they were a little bit um bumbling. 
in that moment. <laughs> but they had forgotten a part of our order. And Grace was like, you should have just... She wasn't saying, like, you should have articulated it better. She was saying, you should have just left. Like, it doesn't even matter. And she was mad at them for asking for the rest of their order, which I, I think, think is very unreasonable. If after, like, 30 seconds... <laughs> Someone doesn't understand what you are trying to say. <laughs> you just pick up and leave. And it's a matter of like a random appetizer that you didn't really want. Just go. Just leave So it. just be like, you know what? Never mind. And just turn around and leave the room. Is that not more embarrassing? No, you can just be like, oh, oh, I think we've got what we need here, actually. And just. <laughs> no. No. So Grace. <laughs> Grace. No. Well, the, the employee, I mean, the employee was being rude. Like, he was mad. He seemed like oh. frustrated that they were asking for it. So I was like, so I was like, let's just get out of here. Like this guy. No, you don't let someone off the hook just because they're being rude to you. Doesn't mean you don't get your free appetizer. <laughs> well, I feel like that's actually a a lesson for me about maybe why I don't get some of the things in life that I yeah. want. Yeah, you gotta be yeah. more assertive. You're you're being too passive. But I we're all learning um, things tonight. Maybe just one person should have gone up. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's why they embar- that's how they embarrassed me in Costco too, was that they both had to be talking were- and doing everything at the same time. They were being so confusing about it. And that same week was when they I went to Smith's with them and they also messed up the machine and <laughs> Wasn't that the week of Tessa's wedding? Yeah. So that was just a oh, stressful, a stressful time. time. Yeah, it was a stressful week for was, everybody. Because yeah. I remember arriving for the wedding and hearing about Grace. Like <laughs> I remember hearing about Grace storming out of football. Out. I just, I just no. She did. She was very upset with all. She was of like, this. I don't want to be associated with any of these people. So I'm just. Getting <laughs> I'm a. Re- I was a regular there, so I was mm-hmm. like, don't. <laughs> okay, I have a grievance. Um. A lot. I have a lot of grudges from high school, and I think I was just mm-hmm. maybe like, it's recent enough that I remember things, but I was immature enough to cut nobody any slack. Um, but this one, uh, I feel justified about. So, I in high school was very good at math. I always was the high, got the highest grade in my classes, which I know for a fact. and (laughs) this is important i'm not just bragging but i am a little bit bragging because i don't have much else to brag about in my life but um you know how when you graduate there's like the senior award ceremony and Mm -hmm. grace i think won the math award right yeah i got a pen and pencil set engraved it was not the great the greatest prize. <laughs> well, wow. I had my eye on that. That's cool. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like I should have It wasn't won. engraved with my name. It was engraved with Eagle River High School. Which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted the glory. Mm-hmm. I wanted yeah. I wanted something in return. There's no glory for being good at math. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. And It's I, like that one little second where... The head of the math department stands up and gives a little speech about, like, why they liked teaching you. Yeah. And it's it's like that is a moment to hang on to from high school. I would have appreciated that. That would have been payment (laughs) enough for all my hard work, including the time that I got second place at the Bartlett Math Competition, which no one in our school had ever done. Everyone was cheering my name. 
And it was a proud moment. And it seems like everyone just kind of like forgot about me because I did not win the math award. Some other kid did. And I was like, um, I was in this kid's class. I was going to say, you say some other kid. Off I mean, the record, clearly you know who it was. Who, wait, who was it? You wouldn't know this kid. And like you knew of him and you're like, he shouldn't have won. Yeah. Like he wasn't bad at math. And... But I was I'm mis- sure he wasn't actively bad at math. <laughs> I, I was just mystified. I was like, um, this kid was in my class and I got a higher grade than him. Mm-hmm. And I got the highest yeah, grade in you know, probably classes in high school. Thank you. It was much. probably because you and Grace had the same teacher and she didn't want to choose you. Keep it mm-hmm. in the family. That could yeah. be. Yeah, exactly. But I felt and betrayed. She and I were, were friends. She gave me those multiple detentions. We had a fun, like... <laughs> Back and forth. She was mad. Anne got a bloody nose and got blood all over her classroom. I didn't get blood all over her classroom. I feel like it was noble that I stayed in class so as not to use my extra credit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she probably was like, that was weird and gross. No, I I feel like (laughs) this kid wants it too much. She's like, this girl needs to. Yeah, she wants to take it down a notch. Well, she should have taken a look at her policies because that was her fault. But no, she was so proud of me when I got that second place at the Bartlett Math Competition. I'm like, you're the head of the math department. Why mm-hmm. would yeah, that's unfair. why would you give the award to this kid and not me? I've never hardly even heard of him. So was it a thing where like you were sitting there? <laughs> never hardly heard of him. You're <laughs> so vicious. <laughs> Sitting there at this award ceremony, like expecting your name to be called. No, because I oh, would have known you knew ahead of time. Hand. Yeah, oh, okay. so I wasn't like surprised by that point. Did you even go? I went. I think they gave you your little. Didn't you get a cord if you were like in the top five percent of your class or something? Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Anne's just <laughs> wow. Anne's really it's nothing to be proud dropping. of. We had a very small. It was school. <laughs> it was hard not to be in like the top. 10%. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> I remember one time someone had like a C or something. No, like, I don't know if it was one of, I think it was like someone had a missing assignment or something. And I remember mom was like, a C. You have to try to get a C. <laughs> I had a C. <laughs> I had a C in, in history mom for the first quarter. so corner. vicious about grades. Like, yeah. <laughs> There were several times that mom threatened to pull me out of public school because (laughs) she threatened to pull me out of college. Do you remember that? My freshman year, she said I wasn't fit for college. Oh, she tried to pull me out of college multiple times. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Tess, why did you tell her your grades? Because she forced it out of me. She called me and she said, Tess. What were your grades this semester? Oh, How am I supposed word. to answer that? Wow. I didn't have a single me. good grade to show her. <laughs> <laughs> so stressful. Okay, well, I have a high school grudge as well. Um, I mean, I have, I have a few, but this one was light. It's lighthearted. Um, so we played this game called Gotcha in seminary. Did they keep doing Gotcha after my time? No. No. I think it was discontinued. So... I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. We had seminary during our school day at our school. Um, seminary is a religious class, and we were lucky enough to have it, like, as a class during our day. A lot of people have to do it early in the morning. Um, 
And I loved seminary. It was like totally one of the only places that I felt comfortable or enjoyed myself in oh, high school. No, <laughs> well, I don't know. Did you guys like high school? I didn't yeah. really care yeah, for I it. I kind of loved it. It was – I survived it, but, like, I loved what? seminary. Um, and so my freshman year, we had one teacher, Brother Robley, and then he moved. And so we got a new teacher my sophomore year, Brother Miles, who was – they were both awesome. And Brother Miles had moved up from Idaho – and he was like, I want to institute this fun game that we did at my seminary in Idaho. It's called Gotcha. And so it's like really simple. Everyone in the whole seminary gets a note card with someone else's name and you have to tag them and say Gotcha. And then they have to give you their card and then you have to get who they had. And, you know, people get eliminated and pretty soon it's like, you know, it's just whoever is the last one standing wins. So – um, I took this very seriously and mom took it maybe even more seriously than I, I remember like, mom. Like mm-hmm. it was intense. It was a whole, our whole household was involved. Mm-hmm. We were on lockdown pretty much. It was like practice for 2020 because it really was like, it was getting in the way of socializing and like, um, People stopped wanting to go to, like, youth night on Wednesday nights because they were afraid of – like, it was getting out of control. And I remember Brother Miles said he was like, I did not expect this to go this way. He was like, in Idaho, it would be over in, like, two days. It was just, like, a fun thing. It was not that big of a deal. <laughs> but we <laughs> took it way too far. Apocalyptic. Yeah. Eagle no, it was taken so far. And he kept having to make, like, additional rules because people – um, the police were called on someone because a neighbor saw someone like lurking in the bushes outside of someone else's house and like understandably was concerned. People were hiding in people's houses. Like, so he kept having to create new rules because parents were calling upset about like how like it was ruining like people's Sundays with their families and stuff. And so he kept having to make like additional rules. And I remember, um, Brother Robley, our my freshman year teacher, he came up to visit at some point during the gotcha time period, which stretched on because, like, everyone took it too far. And he said – he was like, oh, yeah, I heard that he was going to do that. And he was like, I tried to tell him that's not going to work up here. These kids are going to take it too seriously. But, <laughs> like, he did it anyway. And, like, it was taken too far. So I, I was not really – an offensive player it was more of a defense was like my strategy so mom was like people started calling our house the fortress of solitude because she would like a lot of the parents the rule was you weren't allowed to go in anyone's house without the parents permission so like you couldn't like break in you know um but a lot of parents were like oh yeah come on in that's you know like they thought it was funny to like help the perpetrator essentially you know but mom was like no, you're not coming in and getting my kid out. So, like, a few people would stop by and she was like, no, like, you're not coming in. One kid got his older sister to come by and be like, is Claire here? And mom was like, she can't come to the door. Like, she was like, I saw right through that. (laughs) So she would not – she started driving me to school instead of taking the bus and we would go to, like, different entrances, like, every day so people couldn't figure out. And, like, the one – the time I had a real grudge, though – was a kid who had my name. I will not say who it was, but if we're high school friends, I'll tell you, but not on the air. And he had my name and he showed up at our church meeting, which 
you weren't allowed to get someone in the church building because it was irreverent, but he came to our church, like he went to another ward. He came to our ward and just was like following me around, just kind of like menacingly, which was like not appropriate in my yeah. opinion no. <laughs> at church. So he was following me around menacingly and I was kind of like, oh gosh, you know. So the, you were allowed to tag someone outside of the building, just not like within the walls of the church, you know. So I was trying to like divert attention. I can't remember what my strategy was, but I like try to, you know, lose him essentially after church and um, start running out and some friends in the ward, like adults, were like holding the door closed so he couldn't chase me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my and I gosh. didn't ask this I didn't ask them to do control. that. They did that on their own. Like it was just funny, you know. So then I get a phone call and I answer this one. I'm like, hello? And all I hear is like, you fought a marvelous fight. It's like, but you'll have to accept defeat. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? And he's like, I called Brother Miles and explained that I was restrained against my will or something. And I was like, you oh, called our teacher on, on a Sunday Oh and complained my gosh. like this is making my skin it, fall. It was yep. so is... out of control. Oh, and this... Brother Miles said that wasn't allowed. No, he he. I can't remember how he settled it, but he didn't penalize me. He didn't make me. I think he like knew it wasn't. I can't remember how that shook out, but he didn't make me. No, he. I think I can't remember, but like tried to placate the kid that was mad. And that actually, after that, I think there was another family that called and complained about a Sunday thing, and he just said Sundays were off limits. Sundays were a day of rest. So I think just gotcha was not allowed to continue on Sunday. Um, but I think I was like final seven, maybe final five. And it was not because – I don't even remember ever getting anyone out. I probably did at some point. <laughs> it was really just because like I wouldn't leave the house essentially. for I can't remember how long it went on, but maybe like a month. And people oh were, like, gosh. not going on dates, like, not doing social things because everyone was just so, like, stressed about gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> the exact yeah. opposite of what a seminary teacher Exactly. Wants. It was supposed <laughs> to be a fun social thing, and everyone got, like, so invested in I it. Like it was just, like, too far. we played it another time because I remember driving and Chaz was – Hiding under the car. He, he was, was driving in – No, the – Oh, the hiding in the car was me. And he was driving so slow so that I couldn't get home. And, like, he was waving <gasps> other cars around us. What? That's so dangerous. And then, like, I would try to, like, pass him and he'd swerve in front and, like, <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. Is that you could call the teacher I don't know what his game on. plan was because I was like, I'm not going to come out of my car, so are you going to yeah. play like, glass or oh, what are you do? And eventually, like... We got I to think house an Alaskan and I, I drove kid in the would. garage and then he couldn't come in. So that's like, I don't so know what his funny. plan was, but yeah. he was that's, just trying to psych you out. We took that that's to seems, that seems like something Matt would do, doesn't it, Anne? Yeah, it does. Like, <laughs> like, that's true. Like, sure. Just some kind of like risky driving move oh, yeah, or something. Risky driving. Like, I mean, it's any any teenage boy. We should not be yeah. letting teenage boys on the road. Yeah. We really well, know. speaking of which, that's the hiding enough. under the car. So finally. I did have to admit, you know, a fair defeat. I was coming out of the seminary building and um, th and it, that was the thing is like sometimes you'd think you knew who had your name, but you didn't because in the meantime, they could have gotten someone else out, you know. So I didn't know at that point who had my name. But it was my friend Shelby Rampton. I don't mind. It was a noble uh, 
move. So I'm, I think he would be proud to have his name out there. But he hid under the car next to mine and probably hid for like an hour. <laughs> and it was like February. It was like super snowy, oh, freezing cold. I think he skipped a class like to keep waiting for me. That feels very dangerous And as well. then, yeah, exactly. It was super dangerous and freezing. And he just like leapt out of nowhere and was like, gotcha. And I like screamed and everyone was like cheering. Like people had come out from the building and stuff. And it was like, it was pretty funny. But Mm. I have a little grudge against Shelby, but mostly the grudge against the kid who tattled on me <laughs> to our oh, seminary on a Sunday. I used yeah. to have a grudge against uh, our stake or our seminary or whatever for stopping that because when I was little and this was going on, I thought it sounded so fun. But now that I hear the stories as an It was adult, too stressful. That sounds mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I honestly probably wouldn't have taken it quite as far unless mom had. And then I was like, well, okay, then I'm going to take this seriously too. <laughs> if she's If she's making the sacrifice of driving me to school to like, then I owe it to her to like do my best, you know, <laughs> not really, but it was, it was fun. I think we did do it again. Cause I think I remember doing it another time. And that time I think I went really, like I got out like the second day and I was like, whatever. But, um, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> okay. Well, my um, second and final grudge is um, against my tennis coach uh, in high school or my tennis instructor guy. Um, I used to take – I took Your tennis coach. lessons. My, my private coach. I know. Um, I remember coming home from college and I was like, Tess has a private tennis coach? When I know. I don't know how that like, happened. Well, here's the Martha's thing. It's because I was so <laughs> bad at tennis that um, something had to be done because <laughs> I think mom maybe came to one of my matches and that was it. And I don't think she would like drive me to matches, but she, that was she, it. she wouldn't she even couldn't, sit couldn't, through she that. Couldn't bear to, she literally she said one time she couldn't bear to watch because of course I really lost sad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, she, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, this coach or this instructor or whatever, he, um, taught some very good tennis. Like I was definitely the worst, um, player that he taught. And he made sure to remind me of that. <laughs> and I think the grudge that I hold against him is that one time he just flat out told me that I'm not a naturally athletic person and that I probably That's... won't be very good at tennis. That's <laughs> so mean. So crushing. Mean. But also, like, honest and true. And I appreciate that because I, you know... I'm not naturally athletic, and I've never been good at tennis. You but really appreciated your no. I don't. I hold. I, I hold that grudge against him, and it has made me very insecure about my athletic abilities. But I think he really. I think the reason why he even let me continue to take lessons with him was just because he loved talking to mom for like an hour after my lesson, like my lesson was like half an hour. And then he'd talk to mom for so long. What? <laughs> so weird. It was very strange. He'd tell us all about his life, how scared he was of frogs. <laughs> there was just, he was a, he was this a strange guy. Like guy. Issues. Who is yeah. the tennis coach that can just like afford to be 
telling people they're bad at tennis mm-hmm. and Alaska isn't exactly away. a thriving tennis hub. So I would say if you're getting business yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the courts shut like, down. You're like, great. Two years after I stopped taking lessons there. Oh, so no. I, that's obviously so sad. anyway, that's um affected my whole life. I feel like I've already vented a lot of grudges, but I have one more. And this grudge, this goes out to a person I don't know her name. I never will. <gasps> oh. I was walking to school one day and this girl stopped me and was like, you are so beautiful. <laughs> and that's Wait, when, the what age thing. were you? I was in college. I was like okay. a sophomore, junior. I'm like, that is the meanest thing that someone has ever said to me. What? I've never forgiven her. Because think in your mind, a girl at BYU that would stop somebody to tell them that they're mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's like, went through the rest of her day thinking like, I bet that girl doesn't get told she's beautiful very much. And I just made her day or something like that, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, you're right. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably true. That's, yeah. The condescending, We've all gotten the condescending, yeah, Mm -hmm. compliment. I feel like when, I don't know, you know when people are like forced to give compliments or they're complimenting like everyone and they're giving everyone like really personal, like nice compliments and then they're just like, and you're like, so like sophisticated and sweet and like you just don't know me. no one has Bobby ever called me sophisticated that is personal to you <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what scenario quiet. you're talking about either I, i've never been in a room where like everyone's getting a really personal yeah what, what, i know i'm like what is that oh, like at the end girls of like camp or something year or yeah like a girls mm-hmm. camp or mm. just like yeah in a group with a lot of girls and they're like just being over the top annoyingly like complimentary and yeah i'm just like you don't know me because i'm not even really that sweet or sophisticated Mm -hmm. so (laughs) yeah i have a grudge against another person whose name i will never know so i as a millennial pride myself on a certain level of technological prowess cachet if you will And, you know, kind of think, like, I can navigate the internet pretty well. Like, I know my way around, you know, all the apps and everything. Google. All the apps. (laughs) All the apps, all the things, all the social medias. (laughs) It's coming through. (laughs) I know tweets. I know DMs. I know all the things. I know tweets. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So I get a message yesterday on Facebook Messenger, which there's nothing worse than that notification sound. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, like, who's it? You know, because it's just like, who – is going to be messaging you on Facebook, you know? And that's, sorry, that that sounds harsh. If you've ever messaged me on Facebook, I'm sure I was, like, delighted to hear from you. It's just you could get random things, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I heard the sound, and I was kind of like, what? And I looked, and it was from an elderly relative of ours who I've actually never spoken with via Facebook. Um, but we are Facebook friends. And so I'm like, oh, and it just said, hello, how are you? And I didn't even question it. Yeah. I just that's, oh, that's what an older relative that's your first say. I know, but it's just it did kind of sound <laughs> so sad. like an elderly person mm-hmm. on social That's true. Mm-hmm. An elderly person <laughs> I don't mean to that sound mean, but that you don't know. That I don't know very well. Exactly. Like it's, it's not like I had a frame of reference of like how we usually communicate. It was literally just like I was like, oh, this is sweet, you know, that they're reaching out to me. Like, so I said, Oh, I'm good. How are you? And they said, 
um, well, you know, I wish I could say I'm doing well, but I've had some shoulder pain. I just got a CT scan to see what's going on. Um, what are you up to these days? Which again, sounds like something an elderly <laughs> person would say. I, I just thought that I'll say she, I don't know. I was like trying to be like elusive about like, I don't think anyone's going to figure out like who it was. So I was like, it sounds like something, you know, she could have said. So I give her my whole life story. I'm like, well, I live in Ohio. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this, that, and the other. And then she replies, have you heard about the coronavirus relief fund? Blah, blah, blah. I got $40,000 and you don't even have to pay it back. And so I was like, oh, no. Is this not who I think it is? And so I took a screenshot and sent it to dad. And I was like, um, I thought this was so-and-so. And he's like, oh, yep, that's a, that's like a fake thing. He's like, you should mess with them. And he's like, I like to mess with people when I get those and send something funny back. And I was like, my boomer dad is having to, like, explain, explain like, it's like scam. scams on Facebook Messenger to me. And I was like, oh, That's man. So I know. I was – it wasn't even, like – it was just the shame of, like, wow, I totally fell for that. I like, spilled all, all of I my – I gave my social security number and, like, everything. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't. But, like, I was just like, I'm so dumb. I can't believe that I believed that. Well, um, dad would be one to talk because he – you know that scam where you put something on like Craigslist or KSL and someone will message back and say, just to check that it's you, please text me the Google code you get. And No, he, I've never mm-hmm. heard of that. And then once you text it to them, then they do it again for some reason. I don't really understand what the scam is. He probably went through like three or four people doing that. <laughs> oh, no. And he kept sending them the code and was oh, like, no. what is this? Why don't they keep asking for Okay, my final grudge is against Claire, (laughs) but it's really not, it's not a serious one and it's not a real grudge, but um, I'm on pins and needles. Claire and I had a lot of issues with clothes um, because I feel like we had kind of a similar style, like when I was 12 and she was 17. And that's okay. Excuse me. That's because you dressed older. (laughs) Sure, sure. It was you were the one that was at at age five wanted an all black swimsuit because you said it was fashionable. I'm sorry. I had an eye for fashion at a young age. And then you take offense if someone calls you sophisticated. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've so lost, it's like I've since the lost shoe fits. my sophistication. It's it's fake. But anyway, <laughs> Claire was always taking my clothes without asking. Mm-hmm. But we did finally, I think, come to like a pretty good system where she could borrow something if I had already worn it and if she just simply asked and I would never say like, no, you can't wear it. So I don't remember that. I remember you mostly saying no. There, it, We reached this like agreement pretty late. <laughs> Probably like, <laughs> as I was leaving year. the house. Um, but I feel like that kind of restored the peace. <sighs> then Claire goes off to college and I see her tagged in some Facebook photos and she's wearing... <gasps> A dress of mine that I had <gasps> never even worn. <gasps> I have no recollection of this. I don't remember this. <laughs> that doesn't I don't believe that's me. true. You took my. Re- it was red. 
and it had like a little it was not that cute of a dress looking back it had like a fake peter pan collar and it was like had little white polka dots it kind of looked like oh i think it was i don't know it was very like yeah it was um was it like a stretchy like a Mm -hmm. was it like a, a cap sleeve one yeah i think it was one of those stretchy kind of like Oh, I loved that dress back in the day. I loved that dress. I just she couldn't was like, help herself. I it was feel, a bit of a Minnie Mouse vibe. It was. <laughs> looking, looking back. That's and I think great. the reason I hadn't worn it yet was because I just actually decided I didn't really like it that much. But still, like, okay, you wow. Ask. Okay, you wow. had to throw you that in. You were throwing so, That's much, so much shade. I actually didn't like it. No, so I you can have like, it. It shouldn't have been that big of a deal because I didn't really care about it that much. But, like, it's just the fact that you took it to another I don't feel state. Like, I don't think I would have just like walked in your room and straight up stolen Claire, something and taken did. it away. You I feel like did. you probably said you didn't like it, and then I interpreted that as like I could have it. I, and like, well, that's, that? Anne, that's it on you, Claire. Like, it sounds <laughs> like a miscommunication. I love that Anne was like, this is just a little one. It's not going to be a. This is just a little one. And then it's so angry and bitter. Okay. Well, you know what? That dress was one of the only bright spots of my freshman year because my <laughs> freshman year was a, was miserable. Yeah. I guess a bigger grudge, a bigger grudge could have been how Claire like ruined the year for all of us by constantly calling home and crying. I wasn't going to bring that. I wasn't going to say this. I feel like the exchange student ruined my <laughs> freshman year and i think that's too personal to talk about on the podcast but there was that drama going on at home too There's a lot so leave on. me out of it please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um all right well uh no i don't have anything <laughs> no I love Grace taking charge, mm-hmm. though. I was yeah, like, I'm gonna yeah, try to I was make like, it work, and then I didn't. Have I think you had it going. Um, okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening to our grudges. Um, I I'm a little concerned about some of the things that we've been holding on to, but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. hopefully the listeners will be kind in their judgments Um, yeah this is like petty 101 so please please be kind to us we there's not as much anger behind some of these as maybe was reflected in our voices Mm -hmm. um all right well before our episode next week we wanted to uh just give a heads up to everyone that we're going to be doing a book club and we're going to be reading intuitive eating by Elise Resch and Evelyn Triboli. So if you want to to read the book or just read a summary before our next episode, um, this is just us letting you know beforehand that we're going to be doing that. All right, should we move on to Weekly Wins? Sure. Um, so I read a book that I really enjoyed for um, my book club this last month. It was called Upstairs at the White House, My Life with the First Ladies, and it's by J.B. West. Um, and it was about, um, this man, it was like his memoir. He's the chief usher of the White House from, I think it was like 1941 to 1969. Um, he wasn't the chief usher all that time, but he worked at the White House the whole time. And it was just about, um, kind of the behind the scenes of his relationship with the different first families that he worked with, especially the first ladies, because that's who he worked with the closest. And I really enjoyed it. It was really interesting. It was a lot of like 
history that I didn't know. And I haven't really read a book like about American history in a long time. So it was fun. We have a trip to Washington, D.C. planned. Um, so it made me like, oh, I want to go. I, I didn't really plan on going to the White House, but now I'm like, oh, maybe we will. And then Grace, Grace came to our book club. Thank you, Grace. Um, good. I'm glad you had fun. But Grace was reminding me, Tess, that didn't you go to the White House with dad and grandma and grandpa? Yeah, I saw Barack Obama trip? getting Okay, on that's I what Grace said, and I didn't remember that. <laughs> I was like, dad, dad held me true. on his shoulders, and Barack Obama waved directly to me. <laughs> and that's my claim to fame. <laughs> oh, my word. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was – uh, it was just a really interesting book and I loved it. The thing that I really loved about it was I think he did a great job of highlighting all of the different first ladies, how different they were, but, um, he really like did a good job of showcasing their strengths and was very like complimentary. And I don't know, I just, it kind of was like, reminiscent of a different time. Cause I was like, I don't feel like a book like this would get written now because everything is so like politicized and controversial and negative, you know? And I was just like, oh, like, what a, like, classy person that he could write something like this. And it was – it just was one of those, like – it made you feel, like, proud to be an American, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, like, even if you don't agree with, like, all the different presidents, like, it kind of made you feel like, oh, they all were, like, trying their best to, like, be a good leader, you know? So, I don't know. I just enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting. Like it. Well, Claire, I'm looking at your Goodreads right now, and uh, you only gave it four stars. <laughs> and after stocking your Goodreads, I don't think you give anything five stars. There's, like, I don't... one five-star review on Yeah, here. well, I mean, I feel like five should be saved for, like, your top ten books of all time. Like, I think wow. five... That's, I disagree. No, that's I 100% disagree, but that it's is not like, how you seem to. <laughs> it's not like I rate like podcasts or like Yelp reviews because I'm like a business isn't like depending on this. Well, I guess the author. Sorry. The author. Sorry, authors. Looking at that. That's what I mean. No, I'm sorry, but if you podcast. read, if you rate like any old book five stars, like, I don't know. I'm an English major. I'm like, I have to like have high Top standards. Top 10 is just like pretty. Excuse me. I'm also an English major and that, so that's. Feels like a blow. <laughs> Here's my criteria. Three is a book that I read and enjoyed just fine, but wouldn't necessarily recommend. Four is a book that I really enjoyed and would recommend. Five is like life changer type books. That's like my wow. criteria. Books are e- either a okay. one or a five for me. That's not how I feel too. <laughs> if it's one, I'm not finishing. I would not even, I would be like, I was forced to read this for like high school or something. Well, mine is, I read a five-star book this week, in my opinion. I think Claire would maybe give it three or four, but um, it was, and it's not a new book. It's the book Sir Circe. Sir, oh, Cer- I've heard of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I looked it up and everything was conflicting, um, but I really enjoyed it. Very cute book about um greek mythology um but someone from greek mythology that you don't usually hear about um so yeah i would highly recommend it if anyone's looking for something it's well written but it's also like light and enjoyable so Mm -hmm. Hmm. that sounds fun look at us reading wow 
Yeah, just, you know, just flying through readers. No, it's just because a book club, like, forced me to read it. So I have to brag. (laughs) Like, I read a book. (laughs) Okay. My weekly win is a TV show on Netflix called The Parisian Agency. And I'm, like, starting to worry that maybe, like, someone has already recommended this and I didn't listen. No, I haven't even heard of it. I have not heard of that. Good. So it's about an attractive French family of realtors in Paris. And they – it's kind of like a – I don't know. You know those shows where, like, they show people trying to sell houses and it's, like, a little bit fake. You know, like, a lot of the drama is probably just, like, not real. But um, but it's really cute because they're they're just a family. And so it shows – a lot of it is just about their family and not about selling houses, but um, they sell luxury homes, and so a lot of them are, like, millions and millions of dollars. Like, they have a castle that they're selling that's, like, $15 million, Whoa. and so that part is really interesting. You're not just looking at, like, these little dumpy, like, vacation homes. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're, like really fancy so that part i really like whether or not the drama is real and then i like that we get to like see their family dynamics and like they have this cute grandma and she's sassy and funny and um (laughs) so yeah i like it it's in french so you have to like actually pay attention and like read the subtitles but um, so it's kind of like a selling sunset but like French mm-hmm. and about a family instead of yeah. Like, I, I can't watch that. Home. That's gonna make me so jealous of all those people who can afford fifteen <laughs> oh, yeah. million dollar French castles for sure. But like at the same time, they're spending like millions of dollars to get an apartment in Paris, and so it's kind of <laughs> like true mm, too. This would be a lot cheaper to like somewhere else, <laughs> but yeah. it is fun and it's cute. There's two seasons. I'm only like partway through the first season. So I guess I can't like wholeheartedly recommend it yet. But so far, I'm enjoying it. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Well, my win this week is pretty simple. I went to Costco today. I had the time of my life. Um, I bought three cases of sparkling water from different (laughs) brands. And... Yeah, I just browsed, got some clothes, looked at some plants that I'm going to get at some point, like some outdoor plants and nice. Yeah, just just had a great day at Costco. Did you get the pickle wow. and ranch dip? No, I saw it and I said, "What is this?" You should have gotten it. Big oh. mistake. Oh no. And is the is the authority on dips? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really is. No mayonnaise in it. <laughs> I guess I'll be going back. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. 